Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It's 2 p.m. in Memphis. Giannato and Jeffrey time. Get off the fence. Live on Memphis's sports station. 92.9 FM ESPN. Welcome, welcome, welcome. To the Giannotto and Jeffrey Show. We're coming to you live from Memphis, Tennessee. My name is Jeffrey Wright. You can follow me on Twitter at JWright929ESPN. Dennis Fuller's producing the program for us. We're glad that he is with us. Sitting across from you is the Commercial Appeals lead sports columnist. The lead sports columnist in the number one sports section in the state of Tennessee. Top three sports columnists in the state of Tennessee. Barely. Tied for eighth. Best sports columnist in the United States of America. He's on Twitter at MGianotto, Mark. Good day, sir. Well, I guess you should say you're on X at MGNI. Yeah, no. Do we? Are we allowed to call it Twitter still? Is I have that, no idea. It still shows up as Twitter on my phone, and the bird is still there. And didn't make me. It's not like I think the URL. Remember when is HBO still Max went to Max? Correct. They made you like download the new yeah, app. Download the new Max app. Yeah, but I haven't had to download a new app, so I'm pleasantly surprised by that. I figured I'd have to download a new app. Yeah, I mean, I. I don't know. I think X is like Elon's bigger vision of like he wants to make it like a one-stop shop marketplace eventually. Who the hell knows? I I I do not worry about the future of a social media platform the way others do. It's like if it goes away, it goes away. If it well, doesn't, it doesn't. And I'll use it. Not only that, like, like it's like I'm kind of like is it really going to affect my life? Honestly, if it went away, probably would be my wife would tell you it'd probably be better for my life. I was going to say, I actually think we're now at the point with social media where instead of adding, we need to start contracting. <laughs> yes. It's streaming services yes. and social media yes. platforms. We, need, we got too many of you. We need to consolidate yeah. the roster. All right. You know how people talk about the Grizzlies need even, to consolidate the roster. I don't even want to consolidate the roster. I want to get some people out of here. <laughs> Like, I, I don't even... You want some runoffs. Yeah. You wanna, you wanna... No, the problem is when you start consolidating the roster, that's what the executives want. They want you to consolidate. They want you to have to, like... You have to go here because everything's here. Listen, no, Twitter, no, no. Twitter, Twitter, much like a college scholarship. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. It's year-to-year on Correct. my phone. Okay? This is a year-to-year scholarship. you got to prove your worth if you want to be on my uh, home mm-hmm. screen. My home screen on my phone. But No, but I, I do totally agree with you. It seems like the world's biggest narcissists are the ones that are really concerned. Yeah, like, like I don't care. Like honestly, I'm just I'm not going to join Threads. I'm just, I'm probably not going to do it. Well, I think America didn't either. I think everyone, <laughs> I think I, everyone is like after two days, we're like, yeah, we're out of here. I, you know what, you know what? Last summer, 
I had refrained from joining TikTok because, like, I have a Twitter account that's ve- I make very public. I have a Facebook account that generally is more just for my friends. Personal use, yeah. Yeah, and I've, like, at, time, at various moments, I've, like, created, like, a personality page, but I never really ended up using it on Facebook. Um, and then Instagram, again, I have an account, but it's, like, friends. You know, like, I I don't really, like, have it. It's not a public account, really. You mean checking out chicks in bikinis? <laughs> <laughs> well, I had avoided TikTok for a while, but then last summer I was with my brother and like he was just, that's all he was doing was like watching TikTok videos. And I was like, all right, all, let me see what this is. And it's like, okay, but I like, I feel like TikTok is something I do like once a month or once a couple, every couple weeks I'll scroll through some videos on TikTok, but I haven't really gotten into it. TikTok always struck me as an incredible waste of time. Like you and I. Yes. My- it's like. It's like instead of watching TV, it's Correct. like watching TikTok videos. And it's yeah. and it kind of speaks to where we are as a society because it's like, hey, is 22 minutes too long for you? Well, how about 90 seconds? <laughs> well, at least I remember Vines, which were like 15 oh, yeah. seconds or whatever. Oh, yeah. Um, I think did, did, Ma- did Zuckerberg kill Vine or? Someone killed maybe it. Maybe someone Twitter. bought it and I killed it. I think Twitter it. bought it and then killed it. Yeah, someone bought it and then killed it. But. Um, Vine actually wasn't that bad because I felt like Vine was one of the first things where you could go like live for a little bit. What yeah. like with everything like you? Know, I remember using it to post like high school football videos. Well, and Vine was also big for posting what you had just seen on TV. Like if you saw like a crowd reaction, like it was fil- I felt like ninety five percent of Vine was just filming your own TV. <laughs> God, what have we become as a society? Well, because that was what was – here's what I say. That was – we were talking about this in the commercial peel office today. That was what was so refreshing about this weekend from the sense of the Barbie and Oppenheimer thing. I saw neither. My wife, though, went and saw Barbie. Mm-hmm. And, like, it was like – it felt like old school, like people dressing up to go to the theater. Like, uh, like my wife went with, like, a big sure. mom's group. Like, a bunch of moms went to go see Barbie, Barbie together. And, like, my wife said, like, people, like – uh, we're applauding in the middle of the movie at scenes. You know, it was like a real throwback to an, it felt like almost like another time and like, we, you know, a more together time, if you will, a more, a simpler time where we, you know, we went, you know, we went to the movies and it was like an event, you know? Well, it was also, I mean, there's, there's a couple of things at play. Number one, a lot of these studios during the pandemic, they started like holding movies, like not releasing them. This, to me, felt like the first year I could remember where I was pretty pumped for the movies that were coming out. Like first is, year you can remember? Like, the, it's post-pandemic. Post-pandemic, like, okay. Obviously, last year with Top Gun, Maverick, everyone was fired up and, like, everyone went to go see it. But largely, like, the movies last summer were forgettable. This year was a year that it felt like, okay, we got big stuff coming out. But the only the only concern that I have with the Barbie movie is... Does it not feel like we're substituting out one franchise for another? Oh, it's like going to be like, yeah. A bunch well, I mean, not more, only that, it's like Barbie. Mattel is clearly, you know, yeah. the happiest company in the world right now is Mattel. Yeah, they're going to sell the product. I also give all the the powers that be credit. Like, go get an elite film director and a writer. They got like a, a heavy hitter cast. Well, it sounds like this movie was like a decade in the making. Like Amy Schumer was signed up to do it at one point and then backed out. Like it was like almost. A go. Did she back out or did they back her out? No, it sounds like she backed out because she didn't like the script. It was like when she was hot. 
Like not mm. not in terms of physically. Yeah, yeah, like I know. Like a, when she was like a, a, a like after a, she did train wreck. A ticket seller. Yes. Um and it, it never ended up working out and it's been through a lot of rewrites. But there's been a lot of different versions of this movie. It sounds like it was a long process getting Barbie made, but now that it is made and it's gotten very good reviews, it feels like, you know, whether Margot Robbie's in it for the foreseeable future, I don't know. Whether she wants to do a bunch of Barbies, but it feels like it's going to be a something that can have some staying power. Maybe Fast and the Furious for women. Yeah, it just feels like, like at least with like Oppenheimer with Nolan, there's not really an Oppenheimer franchise. Like I don't know how familiar no, we know is. how the movie ends. I don't know how familiar <laughs> how everyone is with history, but like yeah. we know how that movie ends. Uh, we know how that storyline yeah. ends. Um, so, uh, but no, it was. Uh, I don't know. It was just nice. I, for me, I don't know, maybe I sound old, but I'm, I'm 37. I, I was nice to have that, you know, again, a throwback kind of weekend, it felt like. I do think we are hitting the point where, A, we've stopped listening to, like, the doomsday people behind their keyboards, like, you know, and I think everyone has recognized, like, we need to kind of get back as a society. And more and more it, people are becoming aware Oh, Twitter is not representative. Social media is not necessarily. My social media feed is not representative of the entire world. And I think also more and more people are starting to recognize, like, we need to do more stuff as a community. Like, yes. locking yourself inside and and essentially just being hermits. Or- overreaction. First overreaction, yeah. overreaction Monday. Barbie's going to save the world. The well, social Oppen- media world. Oppenheimer already did. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this was a save the world weekend. Mm-hmm. Oppenheimer, what Oppenheimer did for us during the forties, during the forties, mm-hmm. during World War Two, Barbie, mm-hmm. Barbie was the metaphorical nuclear bomb mm-hmm. of social media. Overreaction. Tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> the only problem that I have with that overreaction is we kind of thought Maverick last year was going to do that because, yeah, like. Everybody went to Maverick and had an unbelievable theater experience. Even if you thought, like, okay, this is just Tom Cruise. Well, like- here's what I would say. It would be, like, the difference with Maverick was, like, Top Gun was a movie. Like, why didn't they make a sequel in the moment well, to Top Gun? M- Mark, the script wasn't there. The script was <laughs> 30 years in the making. Um, I mean, in fairness, I don't know how, like, Tom Cruise has been trying to make the second Top Gun for years and years and years. I don't know, like I don't know what eventually got to that point that where they actually got the job done, but yeah, I, I think that's probably. I mean, I think that's kind of the other problem is we have a lot of fatigue of a lot of things. Like, for instance, all of these Marvel movies and Marvel TV shows that are getting made, I don't think it's really arguable. They're all very competently made. Well, no, it here's the, but it's I, like. Why am I supposed to care right now? Well, I don't understand why we can't have both. Like, why is it an either or? Like, oh, we can only make Marvel movies. You know, it's never like, what was so wrong about what the 90s were like? Where, yeah, we had big blockbusters. We also had, like, you know, my well, cousin Vinny. It you also, know? like, <laughs> this also kind of goes back to what we were, when, when I was saying, I don't want consolidation of social media. Because what happened is all these studios started gobbling up the smaller studios. And so essentially what you had is you had, you had these big, massive studios. And then like these people that go and make movies on their iPhones for like 38 bucks. And so there wasn't the, 
the in the middle. Yeah. And so then it I all- want the middle back. I know they're never going to they they're very hesitant to do it because it's just not that profitable. Well, ultimately. I mean in, in the end a lot of it what comes down to is stock price and when you get these executives they're sitting there going, if I'm going to, like, I want something that I know that's going to give a return. Yeah. And a lot of these but movies. I, I've liked this. Like, I've watched progressively. I was, like, way behind on those Marvel movies. But I've, like, progressively watched, like, a decent amount of them over the last couple of years. Like, they're, most of them are pretty good. That's what I'm saying. Most of them are all competently made. And if you were just judging it on a movie that you're like, watching. I'm just looking for two hours of enjoyable entertainment. Most of them are pretty good. But now the problem is it's, like, was I supposed to see this one? Does that one tie into like, like I don't know. I just find myself kind of fatigued. But then you take like a company like Pixar, mm-hmm. where Pixar has this reputation of making hit after hit after not, hit not after lately, hit. Not the last couple. Well, it all makes sense. You know why? Mm-hmm. The people at Pixar that made hit after hit after hit after hit are no longer there. Are no longer there for one reason or the other. Like you yeah. can have the John Lasseter reasons. You can also have the reasons where like guys just phase out or gals phase out. And so now you have Disney just trying to squeeze every last nickel out this. of the Pixar Ele- name. Elemental got good reviews from my wife and son. Uh, they they enjoyed Elemental, but like that's the, the most only, recent one. I like me and my buddies. Like even in high school, we were still Pixar enthusiasts. None of us even ba- like thought about going to like the last three or four of them. And mm-hmm. I'm sure I'm sure they're fine. Like it was like I mean a forty year old was watching it. You know, like a, a little different audience. Right, but, like, I don't sense with Elemental anyone's in the lab cooking up this world-class idea. What if a rat became the greatest chef in the world? (laughs) That's something I want to see. And, by the way, Pat Oswalt, he does that funny routine about the KFC Famous Bowl. Let's make him the voice of the rat because that guy appreciates good food. Well, an audacious start to overreaction uh, Monday. We've... We've uh, cornered the uh, movie market. Mm-hmm. We, we didn't even we didn't even overreact to you finally got your power back. What Friday afternoon? Uh, Saturday. Afternoon. Saturday yeah. afternoon. I still don't. I live in Germantown. Don't have, haven't had water for the past few days or usable water, I should say. Um, so we're still some of us in the community still still on quite an adventure here from these storms the last week or so. My wife was so broken that she didn't even bat an eye. She just took a shower at my parents' house in Germantown. So you're. I, I joked with you mm-hmm. on, when you told me this. I yeah. texted you. Your your baby's gonna come out of the womb. It's gonna look like Diesel, like Kevin Nash. Yeah, no question. <laughs> like the and, WWE wrestler. And let's got be, that Diesel fume. And let's be real. Pr- provided she has my genetics, like, isn't the free space my offspring would definitely be like joining the clique? Yeah. Like, <laughs> my offspring would definitely be. Now, the I, don't ones. Know, now I don't know about seven foot tall, however Back, tall. Backstage, Kevin. backstage. It was probably six, six ten, six eleven. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I mean, he played at Tennessee. Did Did you ever think, like, they used to introduce the big show as 500 pounds. Do you think he was ever actually 500 pounds? He got big, really big for a while. Yeah. Where he, like, couldn't even move. I don't think he was ever 500 No, nah, that felt wrestling. Like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure he cracked four bills. Yeah. But, like, 500 pounds That's is a old. lot. You like, can't move at 500. That's the other thing. Have you ever seen video of him playing basketball? Was he good? Oh, yeah. Well, I remember when he was in WCW, like when he was the giant. Yeah. That was a good-looking seven-footer, like, you know, in terms of, like, he was, like, pretty sculpted for seven-footer. Like, he played tight in at first, then he just kept growing and growing. Like, I don't know. Him and I, I still go to the grave. Young Undertaker, also a basketball player. Yeah, very athletic. When he was on the top rope, man. Yeah, when he could walk that yes. rope. Yeah, no, that was that was good stuff. Um, all right, well, 
We got a lot to get to with overreaction Monday, Do the we? Open Championship, the T- the TBT loss that people are outraged about. Um, Lionel Messi's debut. Uh, Jason Munns is going to join us at two forty or so. He covers Memphis basketball for the Commercial Appeal. Uh, get his la- the latest on recruiting. I know there was some, I guess some controversy over the weekend about who Memphis may or may not be pursuing for that kind of a replacement spot for so, so we don't have to, we don't have to say. Uh, controversy now that the British Open's over. No, no, we don't have to say mm-hmm. it like that. We we also uh, we'll talk some Open Championship um, as well today. We got the list. Odell, your boy Odell Beckham has spoken. This mm. might be his last what? year. No, he found a microphone. This might be his last year in the oh, NFL. Sure it is. Um, we'll we'll get into that, and then we've got a football take workshop. Maybe we'll do something on uh, Memphis football since uh, in honor of maybe maybe when we talk about Odell, it'll just infuriate me to the point of I got something I need I need to workshop. Uh, there you go. Um but AAC Media Days, I believe start today actually. Like some teams go this afternoon. Then there's a big Texas style dinner. Mm. What, what do you think in ta- what do you think maybe we can get into this later, but I, I, what do you think in ta- what's entailed in the Texas style dinner? Is that just a fancy way of saying we're serving you some meat? Well I was thinking like an actual traditional barbecue. Okay. Yeah. Like they, that's how that's how it's advertised on the AAC site. That the players, the players, coaches, administrators, and media attending AAC Media Day tonight. I guess though, if it were at Dickey's Arena in the slaughterhouse right there, maybe it's like not you at could Dickey's. The, it's in Arlington. Maybe Texas. it could be the freshest steaks in yeah. the world. <laughs> you pick your cow, correct? <laughs> um, but it, they, they'll have a Texas-style dinner tonight, and then Oresco, I believe, will give his State of the Conference address at eight fifteen tomorrow, and then there'll be more players and coaches. So we know where Tell Your Story tomorrow is coming from. <laughs> <laughs> yes, pr- probably Mike Oresco. Um, so lots to get to today, but let's start off with some overreactions. Um, I guess, should we start with, I don't want to start with the TBT loss, because like honestly my overreaction is like I cannot believe people are actually like upset that the Memphis team lost in the TBT tournament. Okay, I guess this is where I would. Like even like a few many... people. Yeah, well then that's on you, because... Like people are there's upset. always going to yes. be something that people are outraged yeah, like, about. If we're going back to like the start of the show, but we're starting to rec- who invested in that though? Like, why would you invest? It was a pretty slow your Friday emotional night. capital in that. It was a pretty slow Friday night, and if you if you flipped it on in the first half, your Tigers were looking pretty good. Yeah, the former Tigers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, they 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 forgot they forgot some shooting. It feels like they. I don't even know if they nice roster forgot some shooting. I don't even know if they forgot shooting. What it seemed like to me watching the game was they scored a lot in the first half with like creating turnovers, mm-hmm. pressing, and then Wichita State in the second half decided like we we cannot just give them points. We have to make them shoot. And then it felt like you were watching like ten minute stretches of basketball where the Tigers didn't score or the Beale Street boys. This yeah, and then it was it was a road game too. You yeah, know, and very pro, tough environment. Tough environment. Many are saying the toughest environment in the history of the TBT. Many, many are saying. Well, one, I believe like Wichita like has won every year they're there. They play it there, and they play it there every year because Wichita is one of the few places well, so you can that draws at- a good you crowd. You can get an atmosphere. Um, they did it in conjunction with the ten year anniversary of like the Fred Van Vliet. Uh, what was the other guy's name? Who are the other Ron two? Burr. Yeah, was it Ron Brewer? No, Ron Brewer's. Are you talking about the team that went to the Final Four? Yeah, Ron. Whatever. What was Baker? It? Baker, Baker. Ron yeah. Baker and Cleanthony Early. Oh yeah. Um, they did it on the anniversary weekend for that. So you had was Greg there? 
No, but did you see the video? Like they didn't. He wasn't involved because of all the stuff that happened. But Fred Van Vliet at the banquet like went out of his way to be like, "Hey, can we like we need to give Coach Marshall his due?" And there was a huge kind of awkward standing ovation at the banquet. Yeah, I will say though, can't you see a scenario where like if this if this guy doesn't work out, couldn't you see Wichita State bringing back Greg Marshall? And frankly, it being probably the right move, especially if like if your famous alumni like Van Vliet and those guys are like still supporting him. Maybe I think though the problem is like because he clearly can't get a job I, anywhere else. But isn't that the problem? Yeah, but Wichita's so crazy about basketball, and there's enough people there like, who think, like him. Still. But like in terms of the awkward reaction that you're talking about, isn't that obvious? Mm-hmm. Ever since he's been gone, they've sucked. Now, is that just because he's the only human being there that's figured out winning, or do no. they make poor choices after that? Yeah, no, this, and th- I think the higher they made the the. This the, one seems to have the Oral a, Roberts guy seems like a better fit. This seems like it has a better chance of success rather than just it's always the just remember when you think about promoting the interim. Yep. Just ask yourself, is this the best hire we can make? Yeah. Would this be guy get be getting the job under any other Correct. circumstance? Or would be even be considered for Correct. under any other circumstance? Um the answer was no at Wichita State. Mm-hmm. Uh you know, we, we've 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 uh, we've discussed the answer we think should have been given at Memphis football, mm-hmm. um, but um, yeah. All right, so please don't get mad about my overreaction. Is the, no s- no getting mad about a TBT loss that, that should not have affected you in any way. Not yeah, important enough I, of a sporting. And event. I, I'm fine. It's with like that. getting I mad about don't... losing a a park basketball Who game. Who else that was you're not mad other than in. what you scrolled on like a Facebook group? I saw a lot of social media, like, second-guessing about the coaching as if this was, like, some real game. And I was just like, come on, guys. Yeah. I, I Come s- on. Yeah. that I, I don't think anyone really lost sleep By the way, Memphis that. has played in this TBT several times over Other the than six maybe, or seven years they've played in it and never have advanced past, I guess like, the preliminary. This would be my overreaction. The only people that are allowed to be upset over that mm-hmm. – or the players on the team? Yes, because, because they you'll... basically went for free. They and played is, for free. Isn't that it's a winner take all tournament? Yes. Correct. It's, it's like, like uh, you don't you get win. two million dollars. Even if you're in the finals, you don't win. Yes, you have to win it. Yes. No, and I think they had to like raise some money. Sure. Like some I don't know who donated or whatever or who paid, but like they had to raise money in order to get to Wichita. Like it was, you know, it's not a. It's like an investment, sort of small investment. What a genius marketing idea. We're going to create a tournament where we just grift off other people's name recognition, and then we're going to not pay them. We'll pay the winner. Yeah. No, and it's – I mean, look, it's summer programming for mm-hmm. ESPN. Um, By the way, Slam Ball was back. Did you like it? Eh, I wasn't the biggest Slam Ball fan in the I didn't in like the, Slam Ball back like, in the day either. I didn't – it was like not – it was hard to like – like I liked watching it for five minutes, and then I'd be like, okay, I've seen it. I was a like, much bigger and one mixtape guy. Yeah. Well, there was one real sporting event. It felt like major sporting event this weekend. It was mm-hmm. the Open Championship. Yes, the British Open. Um, I've got an overreaction because it was I. So I didn't watch much of the Open Championship. I watched like two or three hours, and this is a lo- part of a longer story. Waiting in an emergency room with my son mm-hmm. over a broken bone. But that was when I watched the Open Championship. It was on the TV in his room. At the hospital, and it was Saturday or Sunday. Sunday, and it was right at the moment 
where I was there watching when Harmon's lead shrunk to three. Rom birdied, Harmon bogeyed a par five, and it was like, oh, maybe, you know, maybe this will be. And then next thing you knew, he was back up five strokes, and it was basically, uh, that was like the only mo- little, little, and that wasn't even drama. But, it, like, that was as close as we got to drama the whole weekend, it felt like. Yeah, there were, it was similar both Saturday and Sunday. But my overreaction is, as that's like what? That's at least the third bad major of the year. Like, and, and by bad, I mean not, like, there was not a compelling Sunday. So let's talk about it. The Masters, you had Brooks and Rom in the final group, and you thought you were going to get a haymaker heavyweight fight, and Brooks was basically done by. Yeah. The, by the time they'd gotten to the 10th But at tee. least you went into the final round with some anticipation. Correct. And it was that weird Sunday where they were finishing up the third round, and so there was, some, yeah. there was a little electricity. But for the most part, it was a pretty anticlimactic, anticlimactic final round. The PGA, part of the, part of the excitement of the PGA this year was you felt like it was the return of Brooks, like major championship killer Brooks Kepka. But the Sunday itself, like once Hovland, what, hit into that bunker and then he tried to hit it out and then he left it in the bunker, like pretty anticlimactic. Um, the U.S. Open, the problem is... The U.S. Open was the worst of... Well, well this yeah, one the, challenged it. But but you, the problem with the U.S. Open was A... At least it was close, sort it of, was the, the It was the atmosphere of the U.S. Open was so corporate and C-suite that you're like, what, what is going on here? And then the guy that pretty much most everyone's pulling for, Rory, it was just a replay of last year's British Open where... But at least it was close-ish down. There was a there was thought on the back nine, oh, maybe Rory can do this. Yeah, and then he missed that one putt. Remember, he got the good ruling. Yeah, you're right. He, he probably could, threw, threw 12, 13 holes, it felt like. And then Wyndham Clark had like a four, three or four-shot lead, and then he like bogey, like he went, it was a three-shot lead, and he went bogey, bogey, got to the 18th tee. And you're thinking like, oh, if he makes bogey here, at least we can get a playoff. He hits his drive, what appeared to be like seven miles right off the planet, and then it turned out like they showed it like he was just in the fairway. Well, and then what's like the part of it that stinks is, and this is my my overreaction is like this is a bad year for the majors to be bad because as you pointed out, what the live PGA Tour split did is like made the Masters even more important because it's like the one tournament, the four tournaments that everyone actually plays in. And then the four tournaments everyone actually plays in haven't been that good. Like haven't been compelling watches for the casual fan. And you haven't had like, yes, Brooks, I guess is a recognizable winner and Rom is a recognizable winner. Um, But uh, there was no captivating moment at the majors this year. And that's probably bad for the sport in general because it is, again, it's the one time all year, or the four times all year, that all the golfers are playing. See, I think it's a little bit more indicative of where we are in golf in which we're in this, like, zombie phase where we're thinking— and It sounds like it's going to continue next year. Well, yeah, I mean— They're I, not gonna, It's too late to, like, figure one, out the something only new thing, next year. The only thing that we learned during the Senate hearing about the, the merger was— they have an agreement to make an agreement. Yeah. They are nowhere near. So it feels like we're going to do this zombie thing again next year where, like, you have designated events. But, like, you have, like, these – what are these li- – like, are these live tournaments going to go on? Like, you know, like, both both tours are going to have their schedule, and then you're going to, like 
but basically, it's just going to be a repeat of this year. Now, here's my question for you. Does this, in your mind, is this now the unofficial start to the lead-up to the FedEx St. Jude Championship? Now that the majors are over, like, I know there's two more, what, three more tournaments? Two. Four. You've got the, the 3M, th- the the mini, the Minneapolis one, and then you have uh, the Wyndham, which is at uh, Greensboro. Now, can I interest you in this? As of today... Justin Thomas would not make it, would not play in Memphis. He's number 75 in the FedEx Cup rankings because of how bad he's been this year. Only top 70 Correct. get to Memphis. Is that something I could interest you in in the next two weeks? Well, he's apparently going to play Wyndham from what I've heard. No, I think he's playing both. Oh, he's going to play both? He's going to try, he's really trying to make it? He's going to play both right now. Okay. Also, among Adam Scott wouldn't make it as of today. Um, Gary Woodland, I don't know if he matters. Um, he mattered to one of those senators. Yeah. I one think of those, those senators are, from those Kansas. Are kind of the yeah. two, those are kind of the two big names. Oh, fan favorite, Billy Horschel wouldn't make it as of today. He's like a guy people remember. Scott Stallings, the Tennessee, uh, Tennessee guy, wouldn't make it as of today. Well, I think he's an ETSU guy, but he's from the state of Tennessee, yeah. Obviously, Will Zalatoris, because he's injured, he's not going to play the defending champ. I mean, the one thing that... I guess if the, you the Justin Thomas thing is actually kind of interesting. Yeah, but it's less interesting about the FedEx Cup. It's more interesting of Ryder Cup implications. Oh, so that's you think he's playing correct? He he wants to get in the FedEx Cup because that can get him Ryder Cup points. Well, no, it's I think it's more of like a perception thing of like, are you really going to bring somebody who's that, not playing well? So he's he couldn't even make the top seventy on the PGA Tour this year, and all of a sudden you're going to. You're going to go try to play and the Ryder Cup? And maybe if he can play, you string a tournament or two together, it goes, oh, JT's fine in his game again. Correct. I mean, it's the Ryder Cup location. If you want to spin zone it for the FedEx Cup and for the FedEx St. Jude, I don't know. Are we, what, are we, what are we now? FedEx St. Jude Championship. Championship. Okay. If you want to spin it, I think you could make the argument, it's possible that the FedEx Cup could have some juice this year because – it's smaller fields and it's more guys going after, you know, you look at it this way, Scotty Scheffler and Rory McIlroy, like if you want to talk about my reactions, both those guys are really kicking themselves after the years that they had. Because when you look at, when you look at their performance for this, this year of golf, both have cases like with Scotty, it's, you know, it's a shorter career, but like Rory played some of the best golf he's ever played. And no majors to show for it. Scotty played historically tee to green, some of the best golf we've seen since Tiger Woods. Like it's that type of level. And while he won the players, there's also like the players happened during basketball season again. So it's like, I don't, did he win it? I don't really remember. Mm-hmm. But like it feels like missed years because those two guys had unbelievable years playing, like unbelievable playing years, and they just don't have anything to show for it. So. You could view it as salvage the season type moments, and maybe you get some higher intensity. I do think it'll help that there's the there's like a two week break for the big guys. Like we mentioned, JT is going to go mm-hmm. play, but for like the biggest names, like Rory and Scotty, right, and... they're not showing up off the plane. Off the plane now, from, you might get from like, Europe. You know what's typically happened? Like for instance, Rory typically has played a bad Thursday here because he doesn't play much golf. Correct. 
Like these next two, he last year when he came here, he literally was basically like, yeah, "I'm gonna be honest, I haven't really touched a club since the Open Championship." Right. Like I've I, I played I played yesterday in Jupiter, and now I'm here, and then and now maybe you're in a position where guys like Scotty and Rory, in in order to like salvage what they feel like was a really good year that doesn't have the results, maybe they show up a little bit more fired up. Now the good news is, from what I can gather on here. The only world top 10 who's not on the PGA Tour, and I guess this is weighted because those live tournaments don't don't count. World points, yeah. Don't get world points, but only Cam Smith is the only guy left in the top 10 right now. From from Lee. yeah, but that that's that's it's more, so hard. Yeah, it's the like, world rankings is because it's just so manipulated by the fact that they don't get live players don't get world ranking points in, except for the majors that they show up in. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I kind of look at it now that the Open Championship is done. Now it's the lead up to the to the FedEx St. Jude Championship. I guess way. the other thing though, I found myself thinking watching August, the Open. I believe August seventh. No, August 9th is when the first. So you have is. this week. Next week, and then it'll be the weekend after. So it's 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 August August tenth. Excuse me, is when the f- first first round takes place. Pro Am Day, August ninth. I think the problem with the Open this year was if you would have just removed Brian Harmon's name, that was a hell of a golf tournament. Oh, you mean if like all the guys who were contending behind? Correct. Them. If you just if you just looked at, like. If they would have just said Brian Harmon's won the British Open, we're going to show you the rest of the tournament, and they like that would have been the leaderboard. That would have been a hell of a golf tournament. It also goes to show Brian Harmon won this golf tournament on Friday, and I think my overreaction was his Friday performance did not get its due, and there's probably a couple of reasons why. Number one, I think there was the impression, well, if Brian Harmon could do this on Friday the other big guys are going to show up on the weekend and, like, we could have some fireworks. And Rom did on Saturday. Rom shot. Rom did show up, but we also saw the difference between, you know, when you fire that 63, mm-hmm. really hard to come back and go low again. Like, it's just, it's very, very difficult. I think, yeah. I think they kept talking about on the broadcast, like, guys that fire sub 63, like, they average the next round 71. But I think the other aspect of it is, like, look at it this way Brian Harmon on Friday. His round was better than the field by nine shots. Mm-hmm. He wins by six, and that was the other thing that was that was interesting to watch. And for you, I mean, he's a little guy. Well, he's also super relatable. Do you do you feel do you feel like a kinship with him because he's the five seven? I mean, he's not a bomber, but he can you know obviously hit it far for someone his size. Pound for pound, he's a pretty good driver. I mean, the yeah. problem is you ne- you can't ever claim pound for pound best oh. driver in the world because Rory. Yeah, like but. Where I felt a special kinship for him, uh, if, if I don't know if I've ever shown you. Have you ever seen the picture of my groomsman? No. My special kinship for him is we're both short guys with really tall friends. Oh, and interesting. It, it, both of us are short to begin with, but like we, we exacerbate it by our friends being like on average 6'3". Were, were you bothered by his whole swing routine? Like so many people seem to be. Uh, it's, no, no. The what? What, what were they the called? waggles? The waggle, the waggle count. Yeah, the waggle yeah. count. Uh, that looked like to me uh, somebody that grew up playing baseball and then started playing golf. Like he, mm-hmm. think Just about it, like swing ready. Well, yeah, yeah it's like you want to you want to stay loose. You want to stay limber. Um, the other thing that was really funny though to watch was all of these big guys are like chasing Brian Harmon, 
and you like, you know, Rory starts off both Saturday and Sunday. I think he birdies three of his first six holes, or maybe maybe it was two of five on Saturday and three of six yesterday. And then you, you see Rom going after you see all these big names that are going after it. And then like they just found themselves stuck in neutral because they couldn't catch Brian Harmon. Like that was that was something to see. And it's like while Brian Harmon doesn't have the PGA Tour success, this is a guy that was an elite amateur player, but elite junior. Feel, I, he he struck me watching him. He's like a guy. He's made twenty before this. He'd made twenty seven million dollars on tour, like a, a a great professional golfer. He's never lost his tour card in sixteen years. A great consistent professional golfer who just hadn't had that crowning achievement. That being said, doesn't it feel like he's he's going to be like Mike Weir? Like a good golfer who won a major. Did Mike Weir win two? No, he only won one. Yeah, he only won one. Like, doesn't that feel like who he is? He's he's this generation's Mike Weir. The problem, though, is make, when making those comps. Which is not good for PGA Tour. Brian Hart, <laughs> no, because here's here's the difference. Mike Weir, when Mike Weir plays. He's Canadian. Well, no, but also it's like when Mike, I'm just, let's talk about the golfer. Forget, forget the nationality and all that aspect. When Mike Weir played. Golf was not this tilted towards just how far do you hit mm. your driver. Yeah, and it's no it's no surprise why Brian Harmon had success at the Open. Correct. It's a it's a championship that actually rewards other skills other than how far do you hit it. And did you see how fascinated? The other thing that was really interesting about him winning. So I guess like I I thought hunting was a thing in Britain too, in the United Kingdom. But did you see, like, the British media was, like, very fascinated with the fact that he is, like, an avid fisherman and hunter. Well, I think hunting in the U.K. is, like, an upper of upper crust. Mm. Like, um, like the um, Queen does the Queen, it. yes, because. The royal, the royal yes, court does think it. About, we've, watched, like, we've watched the documentary The Crown. Yeah. Like, yeah. They all go hunting at that the place in Scotland. Yes. <laughs> no, that's that's what happened. Every woman watched The Crown and thought they were an expert. So when Meghan Markle started whining and complaining, they're like, oh, see, they're so mean to her. It's like, no, they're not. Like, um, But no, they were fascinated with him being an avid hunt, hunter. Bow hunter. Bow hunter. Yeah, bow hunter. And I was like. I was like, oh, when he said the bow part, I was like, well, that's kind of, that's kind of. The badass. other thing that was nice is, you know, those all those European media like to think that we're hooligans over here, and Brian Harmon was well, getting thing, some very poor treatment from those great British Open fans. Well, the thing that's interesting about European sports media in particular is like they don't get the same access we do. Even though we complain about access to athletes here, it's even worse overseas. Yeah, but that's also why they write about like more salaciously. Yes. Like, that's the other thing. Like, they do the move of, like, all right, fine, you're not going to give us access. Fine, yeah, we're just going to write, write about your girlfriend. We're going to write rumors. Yeah, yeah. we're going to write about that stuff. So, uh, not an interesting, uh, not necessarily an interesting winner, but, um, hey, it does mean uh, we're closer to golf in Memphis, I guess. When we come back, Jason Munns, Tiger Basketball beat writer for the Commercial Appeal, will join us. We'll get his, we'll get the latest on Memphis Basketball's roster. Uh, look ahead, I believe, Next week, when we speak to Munns, if we speak to Munns, no, I guess, yes, we will speak to Munns next week, be right before he goes to the Dominican Republic. Maybe, maybe, do you think we can get Munns to do a drunk hit again? Like he did, uh, uh, I don't know what the schedule is. Yeah, that's true. And uh, it also like he did in the Bahamas time, four years like, ago. This, this trip feels a little more serious than the Bahamas one. Like more they're not, like, yeah. I don't know if they're going to be playing like the hotel staff. Yeah, they're going to play the, the Dominican national team, at least. 
Uh, so uh, we'll talk to Munz on the other side of the break. You're listening to Giannato and Jeffrey on 92.9 FM. Yes. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Giannato and Jeffrey broadcast live from the Red River Toyota Studios. Check out Red River Toyota in Wynn, Arkansas. This hour of G&J is brought to you by the Next Generation 10G Network, only from Xfinity. The Giannato and Jeffrey Show on 92.9 FM ESPN. Jason Munz is the Tiger basketball beat writer for the Commercial Appeal. He is on Twitter or on X at Munzley. Munz, I was... I was given a little bit of news today that was counterintuitive to what I thought. Like, Mark, I always thought Collective Soul was your favorite band. However, Drew today, on his hit with Jeff, played Huey Lewis in the News, The Power of Love, saying that that was your favorite band. No. Wait, 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 wait. What? That part is news to me. Yeah. That, not that, not, no, no that, that Drew played that song mm-hmm. and... And was was revealing secrets, uh, revealing very personal information. That's uh, that's interesting. I'm gonna have to. Uh, well, the I, other I, problem I with like Huey a- Lewis in the news is like you just associated as Huey Lewis, even though Huey Lewis in the news is the whole band. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Would you separate yeah. between favorite solo act and band? Like, where where does Huey Lewis in the news rank for you? Because that was what took me by surprise. Oh, oh, listen. I am unashamed to admit how much I am a fan of Huey Lewis in the news. It is. Why it, would it, you be ashamed it, of that? I know, but some people, you'd, you'd be surprised. Some people, uh, like, you know, some people have very strong negative opinions about, uh, about, uh, Huey Lewis in the news, but, um, my dog is named Huey. Okay. Uh, so, like, if that's any indication of how much I how I feel about Huey Lewis in the news, his his uh, first name is Huey and his middle name is Petty. Okay. After Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, but uh, are we cool yeah, with correct. dog middle names? 
Are you okay with dog middle names? I am. The first dog my family, like after I was born, the first dog like, we Do you had, ever call uh, that dog Petty? That dog doesn't no, know no. its middle name is Petty. No, it does not. <laughs> like uh, he, he does not. Um, but I don't know. Like like I said, the first dog I had growing up. Uh, uh, like has, it, has your dog ever expressed to you that he doesn't like being called Huey and to start calling him Petty because that's his middle name? No, he's... <laughs> Mark, you're on fire today. Uh, no, he has never done that. But okay. like I said, a middle name was uh, the, the first dog I had uh, that I can remember uh, had a middle name. Uh, her first name was Molly, and her middle name was Coddle. Um, and so uh, I just thought, I just thought, you know, middle names were part it's a of family the tra- It's a yeah. Munn's family tradition. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. guess so. Yeah. This is what the people so, came yes. for. This Munn's family traditions of naming, yeah. giving middle names to the dog. Um, Why not? Well, your favorite band is Collective Soul, correct? I've had deep conversations with you about this. You're the biggest Collective Soul fan I know. Um, No, because Dennis, during the break, goes, "Uh, did Jason send us a song to play? And and Jeffrey was like, no, I don't think so. And I was like, just put on some Collective Soul. I know. I heard that. I heard that. Dennis told me. And I I did. I forgot. And I I can't say enough how... Uh, the, the warm and fuzzies that I got when he when he told me that that you guys knew exactly where to go. Oh uh, yeah, in in in, in my for, forgetfulness. So oh. all right, well, Jason, we need you to lead us to some clarity on Memphis uh-huh. basketball. Um, there was some there was some twi- say, some may say that's an impossible task, yeah. but <laughs> yes. if anyone can, Muns, yeah. it's you. Yes, it's you. All right, there was some Twitter scuttlebutt. You, it's a name you had brought up in your coverage probably like a month ago. I think um, it was a mailbag. Yeah, like a mailbag. Deshaun, yeah. tell me if I'm pronouncing the name right. Deshaundre Stevenson, correct? Washington. Washington. Deshaundre Washington. I think you mixed yep. Laundre Stevenson. Probably, <laughs> yeah. whatever. Deshaundre Washington played for New Mexico State last year. However, he was at the central, the root cause of why New Mexico State, I don't know if you were familiar with this story, I'm talking to the listeners, New Mexico State had to literally shut down their college bas- their men's basketball program last year because of hazing stuff. And the details during are... During the season. During the season. Well, that also followed up a potential... There was a death. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, and uh, it is... Uh, and he was at the root of it. Like he, the, the details are not great for Deshondre Washington uh, in that and whole him new. And me- two others, him yeah, and two, him and two others. But let, were- for the purposes of this, he's the one, and he's the one getting okay. brought up in association with Memphis. He's a six-seven guard out of Chicago. Um, was a good player for New Mexico State last year. Um, there's been some chatter after you you reported last week that. And tell me if I'm saying this right, Tiafael Lenard, right? I believe that's right. Tiafael Lenard. I thought we just all agreed it was just going to be T. T. Yeah, no. T, I, yeah. Well, I said until we got to ask him when he gets here. Now that the, if he yeah. gets when he gets here, part is up and is up in the air. Um, yeah. You reported that you know his academics. Uh, there's some questions about his academics and whether he'll actually get to Memphis. And the scuttlebutt was. Hey, maybe this Deshondre Washington guy from New Mexico mm-hmm. State will be a late addition to take his roster spot. Um, right. You brought him up as a name a month ago as a possibility yep. for Memphis. Can you give us some clarity? Because you know it created you know something of a 
you know, I know John Martin tweeted about it, you know, about basically like, are you sure you want to take a guy like this with his baggage, given he was, you know, in the middle of a pretty serious hazing scandal that resulted in eight million dollar settlement. Yes. And like yeah. when you read the fine print, it's like like I don't know. You know <laughs> um what what do you make of that situation? Is this is Memphis actually considering adding this guy? What have you heard in terms of the roster situation as we sit here, which is crazy to say it like this, at two fifty five PM on July twenty fourth. I know it's uh, it is crazy, but yeah, the details of that whole scandal are just really um, ugly. You know, like it was, it was, it was. Uh, it, there was a lot of things that were done. Uh, there were a lot of things that were done. Um, you know, there were there was like allegations of sexual assault, uh, false imprisonment. I believe was uh, one of the one of the pending charges. Um, uh, but anyway, there was like there, there was some really, really uh, ugly stuff that happened that allegedly happened that was all it, it like the administration tried to not the administration, like the coaching staff and the administration tried to explain away as hazing, um, which is not like any better by any stretch of the no. imagination. As you've seen in Northwestern, but, no. Yeah, but but that's kind of what they said. It's like, oh, that's just you know, that's just that's just bad. It's not it's not anything more than that. When you read the details, it's 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 pretty disturbing stuff. Um, and it was repeated. It, you know, it happened repeatedly, and the coaching staff turned a blind eye to it uh, for the most part. And that's what ended up getting Greg Heyer fired. Uh, he was the head coach last year uh, at New Mexico State, and he got he got let go, and then. I think the same day they they shut the whole program down uh, in February earlier this year, and so um, yeah, no, I heard is about a month, you know, maybe six weeks ago. I heard his name as someone who was interested in Memphis um, that they would like to, that he would like to uh, come to Memphis if there was an opportunity to do that, and uh, it was like I said, it was it was a month ago or so that I wrote it uh, uh, in, in the commercial appeal, but then it, it sort of just didn't come back up. I never heard it. I, I hadn't heard it again. Like I was keeping tabs on it. It was in the back of my mind, but I hadn't heard it until, you know, the name started circulating again this weekend and on social media. And, um, you know, all that being said, I find it difficult to believe that, that is a realistic, legitimate option for Memphis. I still think Deshondre Washington really wants to be at Memphis. Um, but I do not think, based on what I've been told, conversations I've had somewhat recently, like within the last week, I don't believe that this is a situation where Memphis is the one doing the recruiting. So mm. that now of, this I mean, makes not, this makes a lot more sense. I don't think that I'm not sitting here saying that like closing the door on Deshondre Washington, but that's my understanding of how this is how the mechanics are working here, and uh, especially after the uh, blowback uh, on social media this weekend, I, I would be 
very surprised if he wound up at, uh, at Memphis. Now, all that being said, let's say Lenard doesn't make it to campus. Do you we can think? Go ahead and say that. I mean, it's What's not. That? It's not a hundred. Say we can go ahead and say that. It's, okay. It's, it's, it's tr- truly, it's not. You know, like to the finish line, but we're talking about it would be a miracle. So I think wow. we can go ahead and okay. confidently say that he he's not going to be here. All right. Do you think Penny Hardaway will replace him at this late juncture? Will he be able to? Do you suspect he's got something in the works to replace him, or do you just go? You know what? I got a pretty good roster as is. You know, it's sting. I wish I had Lennard, but we've got enough here to to have a really good team this year. What? Do you, how do you think this is going to play out here over the net? And you know, it may be July twenty fourth, but Penny added Demari Franklin in like the middle of September last year. So um, you know, there's still plenty of time in in uh, in Me- in Memphis basketball in the Memphis basketball world to add someone. What do you? What do you? How do you? Okay. Picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.